Hello and good morning, everybody. Good morning, Errol. Yes, that's me. It's Merle Saferstein calling. How are you? Fantastic. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I got Looking it. forward to talking with you. Oh my God, we're going to talk. We're going to do more than talk. We're going to study. Is what we're going to do because you you okay, have you good. have you have provided a place where people can study because we don't go through our transitions in life without really physically putting the attention that's required in it. And when when this book arrived, I was like, Oh my God, somebody is speaking the very language that I have been preaching. Oh yay! This is great. It, my, my first book, which was One Man's Thousand Twenty One Thoughts, when I opened up this book, I thought, we're on the same page. We, and it's, it's like, how is it that you and I are, are understand the fact that there is a journey, and if we don't share it, it's going to be lost forever? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yours is one, tell me one man's thousand twenty one thoughts. Well, you don't want to read it. It's it, it it's the dirt. It's it, it, it's about you know becoming. You know, you think that you are one person, you realize you're another, and it's all written in this in this book. And it's like it, it, to to become an artist on canvas was like right there in 1997, and and then to oh. and to because I'm a journal writer. I've been doing it since uh, uh, July of 1994, and it's like why am I keeping this to myself? I am such a pig to keep it to myself. And I swear that's what <laughs> what, what I feel here in your book is that stop owning your life it doesn't belong to you it belongs to the future mm, beautiful i love this it's so it's so interesting to have someone that understands the same language oh my god oh what what put you on this path because you had to have been called there's no way that you just suddenly showed up and this started happening well for one um my I, I have I started writing journals in 1974 and I have two children and I realized that I couldn't leave my journals to my children but as an educator which I've been all my life I realized that there had to be things in my journal that journals that there with my children and I knew that my journals were for my eyes only and that, that there were confidences of people in there and, you know, things I could not share with them, mm -hmm. nor did I want to. And so in 2002, I embarked on this journey. It took me 14 years to read 359 journals mm. and take excerpts. And I decided to do it in topic form just because I thought it would be interesting. I kind of look at my journals as a tapestry <laughs> and each of the topics as a thread. And so for me, it, it really was fascinating to take, for example, parenting from 74 till 2016 and see journey or marriage and when I took these excerpts it took me 14 years when I finished some of the topics had 75 single space pages and some had 450 pages and then I had to determine what what it was of those pages I wanted to share and there was some stuff that I pulled out of my journals that I knew I wasn't going to share but I also wasn't finished looking at um, and then it was, you know, do I share the good stuff? Do I share the not so good stuff? <laughs> and one of my friends who's a psychologist said to me, you know, the bottom line is that you need to share your shadow side because if people are going to yeah. relate and learn, they're going to not just learn from the positive. That's going to be, you know, like, sure, I wish my life were so great. <laughs> and so I initially did not share all the negatives. And then my friend kept 
you know, she kept telling me, Merle, you have to do this. And so I went back and started with marriage and pulled out, you know, and then I started pulling out the real stuff. And it, you know, I, I, I put this book out there because I want people to look at my life, not because it's my life, but as a reflection into their own. Yes. So that people can see the human condition. We all go through, you know, different things, but very similar in some ways. And and really to help them understand that how we live our life becomes our legacy. And that's, you know, that's something that I just feel so strongly about. Mm, mm, mm. The, the book says volume two. I, my second book was Another Thousand Twenty One Thoughts. I mean, my God, what was in the first one? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So the first one, um, the first one I published last year, a year ago, June, yeah. and that one is more like I'm becoming a woman. So yeah. in the '60s, I became a feminist um, on parenting and marriage and spirituality and my early um, life and how I got into working at the Holocaust Center mm-hmm. and how I how that. And then this one is, is, I think, a little more serious. It's, you know, death and dying because I've done a lot of hospice work, working with Holocaust survivors, the legacy piece. So it's, to me, it, the subject matter is a little heavier. But see, I, I love that. And the reason why I love that is because look at the world right now. Do you not think that those that are going to pick up this book are going to, they're going to read it and they're going to go, okay, I'm preparing my heart for what could or what may happen? Right, right. True. You know, the the chapter in this book on um, news events, I never even thought I wrote very much about what was happening around me in the world. But when I decided to start taking some of those excerpts, I was shocked. Yeah. And what was really shocking to me was how little has changed and how <laughs> war and gun violence and um, the, the mistreatment of, of blacks. I mean, just there were so many things that was so sad to me to think that this is just continues to go on. And that. You, you teach people to help others release their story. Um, I've been a podcaster since 2012, and one of my podcasts is based 100% on getting people to write. How is it that you can get someone to write when they feel like, oh my God, I'm not putting my life on a page because people will judge me. They won't like what I wrote on a page. And I'm going, that's what I want to hear. That's the stuff I need. Right, (laughs) right, exactly. You know, it's it's that people are afraid of being judged, but people are also afraid of um, revealing, just revealing anything yep. or being caught. You know, some people as as younger teenagers, their mothers read their diaries. And so then they're like, I'm not putting anything on paper. I don't want to know. Um, I just the way I look at it is this. If we have a cluttered house and we live in that clutter, then we are not free when we clean up we have a lot of space. And I think the same thing is true in our minds. If we have all this stuff and we keep it inside, what ends up happening is it translates into, unfortunately, into illness, mental illness, physical illness. And so I say, if you get rid of it, if you put it down on paper, get it out of your head and down on paper, you are going to be a much healthier person. And it's self-care. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. You see, I I look at people, I say, tell me what your closet looks like right now. And they'll say, well, it's a little cluttered. Oh, well, there's your life right there. (laughs) That's your life. If your closet is cluttered, so are you. That's right. Absolutely. 
Boy, we really do speak the same language. Yeah, we do. Well, I, I, I am a product or a, a uh, um, I, I came from the world of Julia Cameron. 1994, I, I was oh, in. Me too. Uh, you too. See, that's okay. There you go. There you go. That, that says a lot. I mean, I was writing before Julia Cameron, but when I read that book, yeah. I started doing morning pages that's and realizing, realizing that that's a different, even a different kind of writing. That's really out of one's unconscious, and it's a really stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So I, too, am a devotee. Yep. Yep. See, and, and, it's, and it's books like this one that you've just released called Living and Leaving My Legacy. First of all, are you really leaving? Because, I mean, I, I, I don't believe that we ever leave. Do you feel like we are? Leave, you mean leave in terms oh. of gone forever. Oh, my God. So- I just got a different <laughs> version of that because of the way you just, oh, my God, like like leaving, giving, giving my legacy to you. Oh, my God. I, I took leaving as being, okay, well, I'm gone. Nice seeing you. Been a good time. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's, it's first of all, it's living is how you're living your life mm-hmm. and then what you're leaving behind. Yep. And. So what I always say to people in my legacy classes is how you are living, even if you don't leave any kind of ethical will, um, a, an interview, messages, uh, whatever, any kind of legacy project, people are going to remember you for the way you, were, you lived. And so basically leaving means what are you leaving behind what Mm -hmm. what are you leaving that people are going to remember and my feeling is that we live until the very last person on earth stops learning something that we pass along down the way yep yep i see there's a writing instrument on the bottom of this uh, book cover i mean i i i am a a writing instrument whore basically i'm a i'm a snob it's got to be the right (laughs) writing instrument it has to be the right paper are you the same way yes i write with a fountain pen (laughs) (laughs) i knew it i knew it (laughs) yep that is my fountain pen that is a a picture of my pen for sure oh my Um, god yeah i I only journal with a fountain pen. Me too. Me too. And, and interestingly, in the earlier years, I used to journal with um, all kinds of ink. So I had green and red and yep. blue and yep. What, yep. peacock blue for many, many years. Peacock blue was my color. And I would literally fill my um, cartridges with a, a syringe. Um, now I write with only black. And so I've been writing with black ink for a very yeah. long time. I'm still a dipper. I will sit there and dip into the bottle of ink and then go oh, over and write. Whoa. I love having messy hands. People go, what, did, did you spill ink on you? I'm, I didn't spill ink. I'm wearing my story, buddy. I'm wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so interesting. How is so it that we are in two completely different parts of the world, but we're speaking the same language when it comes to writing? Well, I, I think it's, you know, part of the universal piece there. You know, nothing is original. And um, I have found through the organization, the International Association for Journal Writers, of which I'm on the council, that there are people all over the world who are as passionate as I am about writing. Yes. And it's an organization that really brings people together in a way. So prior to my becoming on the council, I did not 
I journaled very quietly to myself. People around me, of course, knew because I was always with a pen in hand in my journal. So everyone in my world knew I was journaling, but I never talked about it mm-hmm. until I got onto um, the console. And the International Association of Journal Writing brings people together. So we write together, you know, um, <laughs> individually. We listen to other journalers. It's it's really been interesting how we come together is because this is the way the world is meant it to be today and I'm thrilled do you do you want to do a podcast and the reason why I bring that up is because I, 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 I call it taking it from the sofa to the studio and and what is written becomes a podcast episode the choice the daily mess Billy's lyrics I mean all, all of these things that that were written while I was doing my morning pages become a part of somebody else's life because I feel it right. does not belong to me Yes, I would love to do a podcast with you. You need to do it. You need to do it. Okay. Because you, you, the, the, reaching, there are so many people, l- l- listen, you, you're a writer, you understand this. How many people do you see in your heart that are sitting in their bedroom right now, they're putting stuff on paper, but they're hiding it in a box or they're throwing it away right. or it's up in the attic. And, and what, what they're living as, as a creative mind is, is, it's haunting. It's so haunting. And when they learn to release it, they become a part of the community. Oh my God. This, the, this, this moment was meant to be. It really is. And, and, oh my God. I just, I'm just so blessed to have this opportunity to talk with you thank you you've made my day day. (laughs) well you're changing people's lives you really are and 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 it's like and the very second this book arrived i went oh my god i feel i feel her energy i understand the path that she's on yeah i mean i've been an educator all my life and it's really to me that is that is why i'm on this earth to help help pass along the messages and to live a life of purpose so i'm i'm grateful and i'm grateful that you recognize that it really means a lot to me oh i look forward to talking to you more 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 times in the future okay thank you well thank you you be brilliant today and and any conversation you have with anybody who's interviewing you please please let them know that your heart is in the right place Thank you. I appreciate that. I will. And I'll look forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. Be brilliant today, okay? Okay. Thanks so much.